everyone, and welcome on in. It is opening day, and I am Thomas Viola here with Taylor Wilson, and we are ready to break down the entire baseball slate for you guys on this wonderful April 1st. Guys, this is betting the high line. You know it. You love it. We're here. The Premier League is back. It's April Fool's Day. Had to start it off with that baseball slate. We're powered by the Book at Sports Network, and that is no April Fool. Download the app today. Taylor, how are you doing? We are finally back for some Premier League. You hyped? All right, so I like Yankees, Blue Jays, uh, first five innings under. Uh, I'm going a couple of futures. Yeah, I'm, I'm hyped, Tom. Uh, we are coming back from international break. It feels like, I, I guess this is because there was an FA Cup weekend and then uh, yeah. an international break. So it feels like forever since we last had EPL. Very excited to get back into a full slate of that. We have uh, Champions League quarters next week. We're going to be doing a, a special two-pod week for you all uh, to cover that. So we won't do any Champions League stuff today, but a lot of great footy on the horizon after, a, you know, kind of a mixed bag, at least for me personally, wagering uh, on the international break. I stuck to UEFA mostly. We didn't have any CONMEBOL. Uh, I didn't bet anything in the AFCON qualifiers. I know you love those AFCON qualifiers, Tom, but uh, you know a, little bit hard to, a little bit hard to profit sometimes. Um, and then, uh, you know, I tried like a, a random uh, Barbados minus three against Anguilla play. That crashed and burned in a one-goal win. We love Concacaf disasters. Well, you had one team. Uh, you you had one team t- getting a touchdown. <laughs> Which game was that? Uh, are we referring to uh, San Marino? Uh, there, yes. there were a few. Yes, yes, yes. So England, San Marino. Uh, never in doubt the the classic San Marino plus seven. Uh, this is not a uh, an NFL Week One line, folks. This is. This is a uh, World Cup qualifying. This is soccer. And it came through. It looked pretty good throughout England. Then, of course, scored a bunch of goals in the second half. I believe they won five nil was the final there. Uh, so, as I say, never in doubt. Always bet the San Marino minnows. And, hey, Tom, if you can get a plus seven goal line, why not take it? I mean, I, I, I guess I have to agree with you. I think one team <laughs> did win a game like 10 nothing. During the yeah. international break. Well, they're a bit. Well, Canada had one. Uh, oh, yep. That was, they that was it. 13, I think, or something, right? So that. Yeah, Canada just bad. absolutely destroyed Bermuda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, we love the we love the early round CONCACAF stuff. Um, I'm sure we'll love it uh, more when it comes back this summer. But for now, let's get back to some uh, so, some prem. What, what we know, right? You are right. It is time to head back into friendly waters, although they haven't been so friendly. My best record, best bets record right now is 11, 18 and one down seven units. But hey, it's time to bounce back, make some money back. Let's get into it. And first game right off the bat, it's your boys in blue. Chelsea minus 500 versus West Brom 15 to one. The draw plus 550. Let's just move a few things around. If you need to put the savings money into the checking account, do that and just take that minus 500, right, Tom? No, nah. I, yeah. I, I, this is one of those where you got to be looking in the spread zone. Um, I, <clears throat> the good news here is the numbers have actually moved in the right direction if you're trying to find a Chelsea play. I was looking earlier in the week and the best that I could do was really Chelsea minus 1.75, even laying a little bit of juice there. I think it was minus 118 when I looked like on Monday. Looking as we record on the Thursday, you can get Chelsea minus a goal and a half at DraftKings, laying minus 136. I think that's the most sensible play here. The question for Chelsea, right, under the Tuchel era is can they get that second goal? 
14 goals conceded, uh, sorry, two goals conceded in 14 games, complete opposite, uh, under the two-goal era so far, have not conceded yet at home, Tom. This game is at home. I know we say does home away matter? Maybe, maybe not. But I really do like Chelsea to be able to get a second goal against the worst team in the league. Keep in mind, Chelsea, three of their last four games, 2-0 exactas. That's a play I kind of like here as well at plus 460. If you want to add in just a little bit of fun there, I think that's really nice value for one of the most likely score lines to happen in this game. The concern might be that Chelsea completely blows this thing open, but they haven't done that yet, Tom, really, under Thomas Tuchel. They've had a lot of games where, you know, if you look at the XG stuff, if you're just watching the game, throwing the numbers out the window and using the eye test, you might say, wow, Chelsea should have won that game four by four or five goals. Often they don't win those games by four or five goals. It's about getting the second. And as I said, three of the last four, they've won two nil. So they're trending toward more often getting that insurance. I think they will here. I think they do get the clean sheet. I like Chelsea minus a goal and a half minus one thirty six. I mean, I was you. You read my mind because not when you brought up the spread. My first thought was, well, my issue is Chelsea can sometimes struggle getting that second goal. This isn't a team that blows teams out, but against this West Brom team, I do think that that second goal is more likely than not to come through. I like the two nil exacta as well. Very, very curious to see how this one plays out, but only in terms of how many Chelsea can put up, especially because, remember, we're coming back from the international break where a lot of teams didn't release all of their players. Yeah. And that... It's going to be interesting because Chelsea... So this is, by the way, this is one of the first Chelsea teams I can remember in some time, basically since the Lampard-John Terry prime, where there are genuine members of this Chelsea team that are parts of the England national team. Mason Mount, Ben Chilwell... Uh, Reese James, they were all there. Mason scored. Um, I, I think Chilwell scored as well. So uh, they were off on that duty. This is one of those, as we come back to these games, you know, duty. some of these players are, are, are returning to training maybe one or two days before the match. It's going to be interesting to see who Chelsea plays. But as we know, they have two teams. The other part of the Chelsea side, if you do want to just continue to scare yourself off of this play that I like, is Chelsea has Champions League quarters next week which I would see this as a slight trap game if we weren't coming back from an international break. I think that aspect of things I actually like because Chelsea hasn't played an EPL match in uh, like two and a half weeks. So I think they're going to really care about this, want to go out and get the the comfortable win. So again, you know, I don't love laying the minus 136, Tom. I'd love a better play here, but I can't extend this to 1.75 or two. Those are just disgusting numbers. So 1.5 1.5 minus 136, but like like we, I think we're both in agreement. Plus 460 on the two nil exacta, I think is very intriguing. Meanwhile, shifting over to the second game here, Leeds minus 200, Sheffield plus 525, and the draw plus 350. Um, Leeds at one to two, not really worth it on their own. I'm not really looking for the spread in this game against the terrible Sheffield team. However, they are involved in a play for me. And follow me on this one. Two-leg parlay, Leeds minus 200, City minus 180. Nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll follow you on that. I was trying to think of a Leeds play and couldn't, couldn't find one. So when in and, doubt, throw it in a parlay, right? And, and by the way, if you want to go, like, if you want to get stupid, you can get five to one parlaying Man U, Spurs, City, and Leeds all together. There's one, there's one team in that that I do not want anything to do on a parlay. You know which one it is, Tom. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Spurs. I don't, I don't want Spurs in that. But they're playing. I know. I know it's fade Newcastle. We'll get to that game. I I think you need those four. You need that fourth to get, as you say, to get stupid. And we love to get stupid here on betting the high line. But uh, I, (laughs) I was looking at it. I was just like, well, if I take all of these favorites and put them together, what does it give me? And it gave me five to one. I mean, I'd rather, spoiler alert, I'd rather throw your Everton boys in there than Tottenham, I think. We'll get to that that. game, too. We'll get to these. I had Um, the same thought, and we will get to that one. I I think you're you're on the right track here. I was looking at the total as well. Um, You know, Leeds was a pretty – so they were like the ultimate over team earlier in the season, and then they converted into a pretty solid under team for like a month, a month and a half. Their last game was a 2-1 that the under did not hit. I bet the under – um, uh, their win against Fulham, you know, you're getting basically even money plus one or two in the under two and a half. That would probably be where I'd lean uh, as far as an individual play in this game. Keep in mind, it's Sheffield United. It's been a great under team most of the season. The only time Sheffield United is not a good under team is when they're playing like really, really good teams and they get completely blown out. Yeah. This is not a game where I think Leeds are going to completely blow them out. Like you said, not a game where we're looking at a spread. So yeah, I think Leeds wins. And I think we look at an under, um so it sounds like we're in alignment i don't know if i completely agree with your choices for who to tie together on the parlay i I, you know man city i love um maybe man united maybe just those three and as i said maybe your everton boys but we can talk about that as we go on but uh as far as an individual play i'm probably just sticking under two and a half plus 102 here I like the under two and a half in this game. Uh, I, I can see this finishing one nil two nil something like that i don't see sheffield getting a goal here really but if they do, it sinks the whole thing, and that does concern me a little bit, but not enough to really dissuade me from a play like that. Let's move on to the next one. Leicester plus 525, City minus 186, and the draw plus 325. Leicester had been fading before the international break. City looks dominant as ever and got Kevin De Bruyne back. Give me City laying that juice all day. Yeah, so I was looking uh, more in the kind of the city spread zone. Uh, I landed on Man City one and a quarter, uh, plus 123. Oh, I like that. Get a little bit of that protection if they do, you know, get half of your money back if they do win by just I don't think that's going to be the case here now. City is uh, probably the best team in the world, Tom, right now. I mean, I don't know if that's going to translate to a Champions League future or not with the side of the bracket that they fell on, but they're certainly going to win the Prem and they're going to win it by, you know, flying colors. And I, I think you're getting solid value that you almost never find for City in this game if you're looking at the spreads because they're road team and because Leicester right there in the Champions League zone. But don't overthink it. Man City is much better than Leicester, you know. And I know we've increasingly said, well, Leicester, they keep proving us wrong. I don't think they prove us wrong in this game. Uh, as you said, De Bruyne back. I'm going City one and a quarter. We might be tying them into a parlay as well. But uh, I'm also getting plus 123 value there, which I like. I like that a whole lot, especially in the game. They could definitely win 2-0, 3-1, something like that, and cover your margin pretty comfortably. I don't see them winning this by only a goal. Arsenal plus 210, Liverpool plus 123, the draw plus 260. It's a battle of the unbettables. The two teams that you do not want to be betting on are playing each other this week. And so naturally, I'm going under two and a half plus 108 here. Where we are thinking in the exact same boat. We're both liking the under here. I'm not as bold. I was thinking under 2.75, laying minus 117 to get me half my money back on a three earlier in the week. This is one that moved the wrong direction for me. I was looking at numbers earlier in the week and I loved a three flat 
to take the under, just give me full protection there on my unit. Um, and I, you know, I think I was laying around this same price at 2.75. Everyone loved the under in this. Now, keep in mind, we always talk about big six under, big six under. There's an argument that neither of these teams are big six anymore, right? So I, I don't know what you do with that, but it is a big stakes game. I think both of these teams are going to want to come out uh, and, and, and get the win, which, you know, when that's the case, it's KG early and you like the under. Liverpool, seven games in a row now, two goals or less on the total. I like that. Arsenal, a little bit trickier when you look at their numbers for totals. Uh, they're coming off of that crazy 3-3 game with West Ham. I think you bet that somehow, Tom, right? On some side, I can't remember uh, where I, you were. I think that I bet West Ham in that game. No. I think I was going to bet West Ham in that game, and I yeah. didn't. <laughs> well, they, they, they blew that 3-0 lead, and Arsenal came back, and it was 3-3. Um, I don't – Both these are two – you want to talk about – the the game probably the game of the week where I would most advise not taking a side is this game. Yeah, uh, I, I have absolutely no feel on who wins this. If that's the case, you know it's good draw value, but I have no read on that either. I don't know if it's going to be a draw. It wouldn't shock me if if either of these teams won by multiple goals and it's like a two nil. I, I have no idea. I really have no idea, Tom. So, um, <clears throat> in some ways, I'm excited to watch it because I just these are two teams that have just kind of run away from any kind of consistent form this year. And, you know, I, I don't really know what the priorities are for either for Liverpool. It's inevitably trying to get something uh, in Europe, but I don't, both of those teams are in turmoil. Um, so yeah, just give me an under 2.75. You're a little bit more giddy on the under two and a half. Yeah. Just a tiny bit. Uh, definitely a game that I'm staying away from when it comes to the team in this one, I think we might be overthinking it and Liverpool wins this one with the plus 123, but it also almost feels like the book wants you to take Liverpool, giving you that kind of juice. And yeah. I'm just skeptic. I, I'm too skeptical to take a side in that one. Next up is Southampton versus Burnley. Southampton plus 112 at home. Burnley plus 270 is the road dog in the draw plus 230. Uh, for some reason in my notes, I have Burnley written down here. There is absolutely no way I'm taking them to win this game. So I think that was just me typing in a fugue state. <laughs> I wouldn't blame it. Uh, and I say that as someone who's just so fed up with Southampton at this point, but I don't <laughs> like either side here. Um, I was also looking at a total. Inevitably, I was looking at an under. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, the books are kind of all over this. They, they know that we want the under, Tom, and they're not offering up anything great. I think the best price that you're going to get here is under two and a quarter. And again, apologies to those of you that don't have quarter numbers available. I have a lot of quarter plays this week, but under 2.25, you're laying minus 112. I think that's the best price. Um, if you're trying to find something on the total, if you're trying to bet anything in this game, you don't have to bet this game though. I, I don't think there's anything necessary here. This isn't yeah. like a great under, like if I could get, if I could get a, a plus price at under two and a half, I'd try that and wouldn't think much about it, but <clears throat> you know, two and a quarter, I need, you know, I, I to get all of that money, I need a, a, a tiny kind of classic Burnley game. And when they're away from home, they can't necessarily always do the claret thing that they do. Uh, so yeah, I, again, Gun to my head, under two and a quarter, minus 112. Not one of my favorite plays. <laughs> All right. That's going to bring us to the fade Newcastle play of the week. And by the <laughs> way, I completely agree. No, there is no play in Southampton Burnley that I'm really loving. But Newcastle plus 460 at home. Spurs minus 167 is the road favorite. And the draw plus 320. And 
I, I'm here. I'm here to say, give me Spurs all day. Yeah, I mean, look, it's fun to make fun of Newcastle. It's also fun to make fun of Spurs. Um, I, I really, this is a similar game where I really don't love it. <clears throat> um, I, you know, fade Newcastle is one of the stronger themes of the show. I broke one of the strong themes of the show a couple of weeks ago when I broke the fade Schalke train and lost that bet miserably. One of the bigger embarrassments I've ever offered off on the show. <clears throat> I'm certainly not going to say bet Newcastle. Um, and I just... I don't know. So like you like Spurs, you mentioned them in a parlay. You like them just alone on a money line, Tom, as well. Is that where you were thinking? Cause I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to play, I'm going to play them both ways. I I've started to be okay. Laying a little bit more juice on some of these games. 167 isn't going to bother me on this one. I mean, one and a half units wins a unit. I, I'll take that here. And I'm definitely going to chain it into a parlay. I'm probably not going to go with a five or a four leg parlay, but I think I might pair one or two teams to get like make a three teamer or a two teamer out of some of these favorites because the numbers are in that vicinity where I can eke out a little profit on a three team parlay or something like that here. It's not something that I like to make common practice, but I think it's something that's worth a play in these particular spots with the games that we have set up here. But I mean, this Spurs team is going to beat this team. You look at their, you look at each team's last five games. Spurs have three wins and two losses. The two losses were a two one to Arsenal and the three zero to Dynamo Zagreb. But they beat Villa two 0 They beat Crystal Palace four one. They beat Dynamo two zero. Meanwhile, Newcastle has not won a game in their last five. They have three draws, which were against Villa, West Brom, and Wolves. They lost to Man U and they lost three 0 to Brighton. Like this Newcastle team is still as bad as we remember. Give me Spurs in this one and don't overthink it. Yeah, I mean, I if I take Spurs here, it is purely on the fade Newcastle train. <sighs> I do not like the price at all on a Tottenham team. I haven't loved betting uh, over the last like four months, but yeah, I'll maybe back you, Tom. If anything, I'm I'm going there. You know, they drew each other one one first time they met way back in September, and that was when both teams were better. So I don't know what to make of that. Uh, but Newcastle, you know, the, the the floor has fallen out from under them. They still have injuries. Yeah, you're going to talk me into it, aren't you, Tom? I guess uh, I guess I might have to. I don't know. Oh, man, I don't Newcastle's going to pull Buffalo Sabres and win this game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. next up, we're significantly upgrading our quality of play here. Aston Villa plus 128, Fulham plus 230, the draw plus 225. And I think that we're going to go the same exact way on this game. Uh, because, I mean, Fulham has been looking like a team that's trying to get out of the relegation zone at the expense of Newcastle. And Aston Villa has really been earning that part of their name. Plus 128 here. I'm not tempted to really take that play. The only thing I'm looking at is an under two and a half, which is minus 148. Two words <clears throat> that I'm always going to mention when we talk about Aston Villa. Jack Grealish back training this week Tom that is big I don't know if he's going to play <clears throat> this is very much a wait for the lineup game if Grealish first of all that value for a Fulham team that continues to impress is good <clears throat> but keep in mind Tom there are a lot of these Fulham games where like we say like they look good you know even that Leeds game a couple of weeks ago they were probably the better team in that they lost it to one they've had so many of those games this season eventually they've got to turn the corner, right? Wink, wink. But I don't know. And I also just think 
you know, Grealish, not only is he going to be one of the best, he's going to be the best player on the pitch if he comes back. He's going to be trying to prove something. I don't know what the state of his health is. If he plays, I'm probably not touching this. If he doesn't play, I might think about Fulham. That's kind of where my head's at on this. Um, but the fact that he's back training is interesting, Tom. I think it's something to keep an eye on. This is a wait for lineup game for me. Uh, otherwise, I do think that Fulham price is solid. Like, I, I, there's plenty of logic in taking Fulham here. I just, I sort of see this as a Fulham outplays Villa, doesn't quite do enough. Maybe, therefore, I like the draw, but I'm not betting that either. Um, this is likely a no touch for me. Yeah, the under is juiced pretty heavily at minus 148, but that's still the only play that I'm going to be taking in this one. And again, that is assuming Grealish does not play in this. If he does, Maybe I lean Villa, but more likely I still lean no touch with you there. It's unfortunate. We don't really have a lot of conflict in our picks this week. Man U minus 159, Brighton plus 450 in the draw three to one. Man U best bet all day here. Yeah, so I have um, <clears throat> just Man U minus one at plus 112. What was the, the money line there, Tom? Do you have that number in front of you? Minus 159. So, okay, yeah, so I'm liking that. I'm liking that because if they win this game 1-0, I will actually be surprised and you still get a push. But you think they're going to win the game. I'll take that plus 112. That was where I was looking just in terms of the best value. I mean, we always um, are are very against those kind of minus one plays because it often feels like you're playing for the push. But I think in this case, like you say, I do think United wins this by two. Um you know, keep in mind they're coming off of a very disappointing FA Cup loss to Leicester, uh, in, you know, in the kind of business end of the competition uh, last week. Before that, they did what they needed to do against Milan to move on in the Europa League. They've been solid in the Prem here uh, in terms of games like these, but, you know, I, usually against that back end of the table, they're winning by exactly two goals. So, if you there's wanted a, to try a one and a half or even more value, I wouldn't mind that either. Th- th- there's um, a time for the minus one and a half and there's a time for the minus one. This feels like a minus one time where you're not quite sure that they're going to win by two, but you're very confident that they're going to win the game. So you're willing to pay a little extra. Or in this case, you're still getting plus one twelve on it. And worst case, you get your money back if they just win. Yeah. And when I, you know, the, the listeners know I'm a, I'm a fade uh, Brighton man as well uh based on just all of the, the the insanity with them with the xg versus the the you know the reality versus expectations etc you, you, um, you give them the alka seltzer exactly <laughs> exactly so yeah give me give me that united minus one it sounds like we're in alignment again tom which which by the way that means we're in for just a pure disaster so congrats uh, as always us. brighton Bright, brighton five goals man united eats the alka seltzer tablets <laughs> Everton minus 129, Palace four to one, the draw plus two fifteen. Everything in everything in my body says take Everton, which means do not take Everton. Because what's the number one rule on this show, Taylor? Uh well, we have a few. Fade the toffees. Yes. Don't trust no. the toffees. Just just don't bet Everton yeah. games. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about fading them. It is about not betting them. Never run, trust run away. team. Run away. Yeah. Sorry. Let me make make note of that rule. Um, yeah, I uh I, I have don't overthink this written down on the paper. Um <laughs> now Toffees have lost three in a row. Um they're much better than Palace. You're talking about a Palace team that's fifth worst in expected points uh in the Prem this season. 
They have only lost three of their last nine, which surprised me when I looked that up. They're coming off of a 1-0 win against lowly West Brom. Would not look anything into that. <sighs> Minus 129 is what I have here. I don't know what the updated number is here on the day of. Um, I <clears throat> yeah, I, I just think that's a fantastic number for a team that's better than their opponent. I also, therefore, think it's a really interesting play to add into a parlay, like yeah. we've mentioned. I'm, I'm increasingly talking myself into a Leeds, uh, Man City, uh, Everton. Certainly, man, I don't know, the Leeds part, I might talk myself no, out of it. But man, man City, Man U, Everton, what is that, what is that return? That's got to be it. somewhere solid plus range. Give, give, give me a second here. I'll calculate that up. But here's my problem with that particular play is Everton plays on Monday, which means you have potential for Man City. Uh, it's plus 347. So that's not bad. You're getting three and a half to one there. But you have full potential for Man United and Man City to cash their legs. And then you're just waiting for Monday and you know what's going to happen then. Everton's oh, yeah. going to come out and mess up your parlay. No, it's textbook. That is textbook. Yeah. I, I, that, I almost want to bet that just for content, Tom. So we can come on as we're probably going to be recording. Uh, I don't know before or after that game on the Monday. I, either way, <clears throat> I, I think that's good for content. So I'm probably going to. We are probably going. We are probably going to be recording during that game. During, <laughs> so even better. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so tune into next. Tune into the next episode to hear the live results of this parlay that we are now both locked into betting. <laughs> Plus three forty seven. I mean, look, I I would be pretty shocked if City and United don't return those. I think you're just you're basically turning Everton into a three to one yeah. play, which I don't hate. Exactly. And I know that is exactly. the cardinal sin of gambling to just write those games off before they happen, like. But but I I do love a fade palace at, at a three at three and a half. That is fair, long, Tom. I think that that's pretty fair. cool. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, that's probably where I'm going. I'll, I'll bet Everton on its own as well, just in case uh, you know uh, something mm. disastrous happens with the Manchester's. But that is not a play I thought about before the show, and I have talked myself into it. Uh, so <laughs> let's ride. All right, moving on. Final game on the docket. Wolves plus 195. West Ham plus 155. The draw plus 210. West Ham has faded as of late. Yeah, but this this price seems too good to be true, Tom, because it's not like Wolves has been playing great. I mean, West, no, Ham, they plus one, West Ham plus 150. They are I on mean, the road. And also keep in mind who, like you said, West Ham's faded. I agree, but look who they've been playing. They blew that 3-0 lead. That was atrocious against Arsenal. You, you yes. don't blow a 3-0 lead against Arsenal. Like that is a really bad look. That's, that's, you know, you deserve to be made fun of. They were very fortunate the international break in after that. But, you know, they also played the two Manchesters. They played Spurs before that and beat Spurs uh, just like, I think, five games ago. They're only two points behind Chelsea in the top four race, Tom. They are very much in this. These are games that matter to West Ham in a major way. You know, they have a real shot to f- finish in the Champions League. I don't think they're going to leap Chelsea in the table, but they could leap, let's say, a falling Leicester, right? So, like, there, I, there, there might be a spot for them still, maybe. I, I think West Ham and Everton are really vying to leap, leapfrog Leicester in the in the Champions exactly. League. Exactly, exactly. And so, you know, I, I think I like this as much as a fade Wolves as I like it as a pro West Ham. Raul Jimenez, school fracture, still not expected back. He did train with uh, Mexico. Mexico is in Europe playing some friendlies, and apparently he was doing some kind of, like, non-contact training. But the way that the Mexican national team coaches and officials were talking about it, I was looking at some of the comments. They were like, yeah, we we hope he can play in the Olympics. I guess he was planning on on being one of their older players in the Olympics. 
And <clears throat> then they, they were kind of asked again, like, what's the actual reality? And they're like, well, it doesn't look great. So if they yeah. don't think he can play this summer, Tom, he, he, I don't know he if he's ain't playing, playing this season. season. Yeah. yeah, I think that he's um, done this season. That was a gruesome injury, and we're just glad that he's actually recovering. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it was good to see him out working out, even if it wasn't for contact drills. So Wolves, I, I think without him, I still, in games like these, I still really like a team like West Ham. I would take West Ham anywhere on plus money here, Tom. So I love play. I was immediately thinking about an under as well, but the books, again, similar to Southampton Burnley, you're having to do a two and a quarter and you're laying minus 134 there. I just don't like that price at all. Uh, so, I, you know, if you want an underplay as well, go for it. You're laying juice. I like West Ham plus 150. In fact, I love them in this game. All right. Well, you've also got two other plays outside of the Premier League here, and the first one is Inter versus Bologna. <laughs> Fading the Bologna here, Tom. Uh, I, <laughs> We're I trashing the Bologna? Yes, sir. Uh, Inter, new logo, by the way. They've, they've, uh, they've cut out the it gold sucks. trim or whatever. You, you don't like it, really. No, nah. it's okay. It's okay. It's, here's the thing. Why, why, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Like, I don't think, I don't think it sucks, but I don't think it's an improvement. You know what I, I mean? Think, like, uh, I, I think, I think they're uh, getting stuck in a countersuit with Inter Miami and they might be losing. So they have to change the logo up a little bit. Wait, is that, is that a bit or are you, are you being serious? No, that's a complete bit. <laughs> okay. Well, you, you had me there. And they, well, there Inter is, Miami course, is the true, is the true Inter, of course. Yes. <clears throat> but you, you, you are familiar with that lawsuit, right? No. Uh, so Inter Milan is suing Inter Miami for, uh, I, I believe, copyright oh, the infringement. Other okay, okay. Yeah, and Inter is basically saying, "Hang on a second here." So, at what point does that? Because, <clears throat> I mean, look, you know, we have Real Salt Lake. We have all like at what? At what point does? What's the line, right? I mean, we have copycats I, 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 across. I mean, in, I just have a special hatred for Inter Miami because I, I, I inherently <laughs> believe they were always a fake team. I didn't think they were ever going to actually get going. Because, well, they didn't have a I mean, stadium for forever. Right? Exactly. And we talked for years about, oh, well, Inter-Miami, they're connected with this player and this player and this player. And in the end, they get Balotelli yeah. and, <laughs> and the Iguains. They were connected. Yeah. Like, they were going to be a new super team with all of the players who were connected for coming here. There was actually, at one point, talks of saying, hey – both Ronaldo and Messi are interested in coming in. I was just like, I don't believe any of this. I don't believe this. This team has no stadium. It was like two months till the season started. I was like, how is this team going to be real? They haven't announced anything yet. And then they finally come out. They actually made the playoffs in their first year, just barely squeaking in, but that's a successful first season. But then they fire their coach after that. And David Beckham says he's going to take a bigger stamp on the team I think that's more of a kiss of death for your team, but I I still don't trust Inter Miami. But that we we can talk more about them as we get closer to the MLS season. Well, I'll just say it's a very MLS story and it's a very oh, Miami completely. story. So both yes. so both things check out. So um, what are you looking anyway, for in Inter? In this, uh, I, I think this is similar to you know when I'm looking for a city spread play in England, I'm looking for a spread play here, and I like Inter minus a goal and a quarter uh, at close to even at minus one hundred four. Inter have won six in a row. They are flying high there in Italy. They beat Bologna 3-1 earlier this year. They're a much better team. I think we're still seeing this thing, Tom, where prices are adjusted a little bit incorrectly on the road versus home mm -hmm. in soccer. I, I just don't think it matters much still. 
uh, you know, and we will be getting uh, fans back and all kinds of stuff uh, here soon. Baseball, of course, uh, has fans back as we speak with games going on. But <clears throat> I, I just don't think the home away matters much. I think if this was if Inter was at home in this game, you would not be getting this number. So yeah. I really like Inter minus a goal and a quarter. I think they can win this game by two goals and you're getting around even money. So give me Inter. All right. I might have to tell you on that bet because that sounds pretty good. I don't think that we see fans in the stands for Europe for the rest of the season, but I think that by the time MLS starts up here, they'll have fans. They, I agree with that. They have mentioned the last two match weeks, which I don't know why you would do it just for the last two, I guess just as like a reward or a treat or whatever. Uh, in just England, like, maybe why not? like match weeks yeah. 37 and 38, maybe doing like reduced capacity. That would be cool. I don't know if that, you know, in, in the UK, because things are the- cha- changing always, but. Yeah, because remember, they actually had fans back in the stands, and then the new strain like came weeks, out. Right? Had, yeah, yeah, and then they had to go back. Yeah, I remember Everton-Chelsea, uh, our, our first yeah. Everton-Chelsea game, had uh, a couple thousand fans in there. It felt good, but yeah, taken, uh, taken away. Um, yeah, so I'm going to Germany for my last play of the week, Tom. And uh, as you mentioned to me before we recorded, no Lewandowski for Bayern. Uh, he didn't play in uh, the most recent Poland game that they lost to England. I don't love that for Bayern, but they have so many players and you're getting them plus 140. It is so rare. By the way, they're playing Leipzig. Didn't even say the opponent. It is so rare to get Bayern at that price, Tom, that I'm just blindly taking it. You know, Leipzig is is in a little bit of transition right now um, with – some players set to leave at the end of the season. Other really impressive young players coming in. I think it'll be a fun young team next year again, but it'll be a different unit. And I, I think some of that transition stuff you're already seeing. Bayern, I think their midfield does enough in this game. Again, I think it's an inflated road price. And I also think there's, you know, Lewandowski, one of the most informed players in the world right now. So him not being in the game, it makes sense that the books would adjust accordingly, but you're not finding a Byron price. Like you can very, very rarely find Byron plus money, Tom plus one forty. I love, so give me Byron. I don't know. I'm staying away from this one. I need to see how they play with, without Lewandowski. And I'll tell you that I'm really going to be watching this game because I'm very curious about how it plays out for the champions league matchup. They have with PSG in the midweek, which we will talk about on next week on the next show coming out on Monday for Is now. It? Let's hit our best bets. Taylor, you want to kick us off? I do. Um, so I think, <laughs> you know, I, a little bit worrying. I, I, I try to keep Chelsea out of the best bet section because it seems like anytime I put them in there, um, bad things happen, but it's West Brom. Keep in mind the first time these two teams played this year was that crazy game that finished three, three. Uh, but I don't think that's going to be the case here. That was in the Lampard era. This is the Tuchel era for Chelsea. Completely different. Two goals conceded in 14 games. They haven't conceded at home yet. I feel so confident that Chelsea gets the clean sheet, and I feel increasingly confident that they get the second. So, as I say, I'm also playing the 2-0 plus 460 exacta, but in the best bets is a safer play. Chelsea minus a goal and a half, minus 136, first best bet. All right. I'm going to go City straight up. Moneyline, minus 186, best bet. I like it. It's nice and safe. Yep. You know, if you can put City in there in the best bet section, why not? We'll see how it fails and how I I really hope this one doesn't fail, though, because I I want the Everton. I want Everton to fail this three this three teamer. So, (laughs) yeah, that's that's the best for content. Um, We are setting me up for so much heartbreak. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I am going, uh, <laughs> you know, I thought about just as part of this going that Everton individual plays a best bet, but I'm going to, I'm going to stay off of that. that. That is asking for it. As much as I despise everything about this Arsenal Liverpool game, I feel really good about the under. Uh, and, and I am going to go under 2.75 minus 117 as my second best bet. As I say, I've never disliked both sides more. Uh, but I just, it would be pretty shocking to me to see this be like a, you know, I know Arsenal's coming off of a 3 3 game. That's not going to happen here. Liverpool's games recently just have not been that way. Seven in a row, two goals or less on the total. And those are including all types of different games when you're talking about a game with some, you know, some, some hype attached to it, some stakes attached to it, some TV promos attached to it. It's kind of uh, being billed as one of the games of the week, whether it should or not, you know, that's up for debate. But I, I like under here, especially at 2.75 with a little bit of three protection. I really liked under three at a similar price earlier this week and moved in the wrong direction. I'm keeping it in best bets, a little risky, but I like it under 2.75. I am going to keep on with this tradition of the chalk that I've got going on here in these best bets. I'm taking Spurs minus 167 over Newcastle. Got to keep it simple. Ooh, as I said earlier, I'm probably backing you, Tom, but oof, I don't know, man. That is, that is just pure fade Newcastle. Uh, I respect <laughs> it. If you can put a fade Newcastle in best bets, you're, you're doing life right. Uh, my final best bet is a, is a big plus mon- uh, number, which is rare to throw in these, but I just think it's the wrong number. West Ham plus 150 over Wolves. Uh, I, I think this is one that I would take even or better. I think West Ham is a better team than Wolves. I think West Ham is probably a better team than Wolves with Jimenez, Tom, and they don't have him. Uh, and I'm not looking too much into their kind of slide recently because, like I said, they're play, they played the two Manchesters. The Arsenal result was a disaster for them. But they beat Spurs not too long ago, and I think they can certainly beat Wolves. West Ham stays in the top four race for now. They get a win. Give me the Hammers plus 150. All right. For my third best bet, I could go with some Manchester United chalk, but I'm not going to. I'm going to go under two and a half goals in Aston Villa versus Fulham at minus 148. Okay. I I had to throw in one total instead of just betting three chalk sides to to win their games. I had to. I I respect the chalk moves. This one, I think, uh, is one that I just don't have much of a feel on. Like I said, I'm trying to to wait and wait for Grealish. <clears throat> when in doubt in those, usually under is safer. So I, I don't mind that, but I certainly wouldn't put it in my best bets. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. And a reminder, I guess, are we both riding this? Uh, yeah, so is we it will City, be. City United, Everton. I am making that play as we speak. Okay, <laughs> let me write it down. Because uh, this was not something I planned on. City United, Everton. Uh, as as I say, what I'm hoping for, look, obviously I'd love all three to hit. But if they don't, I want the pure heartbreak. I want us to be recording on Monday as Everton <laughs> poops away a 1-0 lead and suddenly it's 1-1 and we're screaming and wondering what the hell is happening. Um, that's God, what I, I want from this. Happening. City, Man City, Man United, Everton, three-teamer. Plus 345 is the number you saw, right, Tom? Yep. Love the value. Let's go. We will see. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy your weekend. Make, Make sure you hit on all of your bets. Best of luck to you. We will be back on Monday with Dylan Esma for some Champions League breakdowns for the midweek. 
Don't go anywhere. And don't forget, follow us on Twitter. I'm TV at work. He's ATLTWill with one L. And you can follow us on the Book It Sports app. I am TV at work there as well. And he is just TWill with the one L. It has been a pleasure being with you once again. This is Betting the High Line. Have a good weekend.